More than ever, we are in need to share the gospel. And Church at the Mill can't wait to do that with you in this podcast series, where we talk about who we are as a church and what we value. Join us for this spiritual and financial journey more than ever. Hello, thanks for joining us again for this series of podcasts in and around a journey our church is on called More Than Ever. For those of you who may be joining the very first time, I'm DJ Horton. I'm the senior pastor of Church at the Mill, and many of you may be familiar with our church or connected with our church, but it is our hope and prayer that some of you aren't. Maybe this podcast got recommended to you. We're on a journey this fall in the life of our church called More Than Ever. It's just an opportunity for us to recast our vision, recalibrate our church's focus, maybe galvanize it a little deeper. And uh, I would say if you found us for the very first time, you would find a healthy, uh, growing church. I'm grateful for that. We're certainly not a perfect church, but we've been really positioned with a unique opportunity in a very fast-growing area uh, to respond. And part of that response is making sure everybody understands why we do it. You've heard people say, well, hey, what's your why? And when people ask you your why, they're they're ultimately asking you, what drives you? What's your purpose? And the way you answer that, depending on how you articulate it, always communicates your values, what you value. So if someone says, hey, the most important thing in my life is being a parent, then the value is their children. For us as Christians, we want to say the most important thing in our life is the gospel, our relationship with Christ, then our value, of course, is Him, or is our Savior. So we value at Church at the Mill seven very important gifts from God. We value the gospel of God in all things. We value the word of God in preaching. We value the glory of God in worship. We value the legacy of God in the next generation. We value the mission of God to the nations. We value the growth of God in us. But today... We're going to talk about a value I haven't mentioned yet, and we articulate it this way. We value the love of God in community. And the way we describe the application of that is we value the love of God in community, therefore warmth, kindness, and real relationships matter. And one of the most kind, warmest members of my team is my Connections pastor. Uh, His name is Jarrett McNeely. Hey, Jarrett, thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited about this opportunity to talk about how we can connect with others in the community that are not connected yet. Uh, I hear that in your voice, man. Who are you, man? Where'd you come from? Like, Tell the audience very quickly a little bit about yourself in 30 seconds. I'm a South Carolinian, born and bred. All right. Grew up in a small town. Not all of us are that lucky, but we got here as fast as we could. That's true, and they're still coming. And today, I'm excited to be the husband of my bride, Julie, who I appreciate very much, and our three kids who are, for the most part, grown and doing their own thing in life and very very proud of my family and just excited to have uh, been able to be a part of this Connections ministry here at Church Church at the Mill and be a part of this community in Spartanburg. Well, you know, when you think about your role, I think the average person who's somewhat associated with church or familiar with Christianity. They know what a pastor does. They know what a worship pastor does. They know what a children's pastor does, a youth pastor. What in the world does a connection pastor do? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of different things that we do, but, uh, you know, one of the most important things that I like to do is shepherd people. 
Mm-hmm. And if we're if we're just connecting and trying to move people into a serving role or something like that, there's no joy in that for me. But my heart uh, beats for for people who need to be shepherded into the role in which God has blessed them to to serve in. And so, I, I really get joy out of just shepherding the hearts of the people uh, that are trying to connect and discern and discover and apply what it is that God would have for them in the context of the local church. You know, I think that's one of the reasons you're so effective at your role is because you're right. I mean, we can create great systems and processes to enlist people to join the church, sign up to serve somewhere, join a small group. Um, But those really can become spreadsheets really quick if we don't love people. And I think that's really where that value that I read during the intro goes back to, that we value the love of God in community. We, we're we not the only community in town. People commune over all kinds of things. There are all kinds of human organizations, all kinds of causes that people are a part of. But one of the things you find among humans, no matter where you go, they love together and they have this desire for authentic community. And, and unfortunately... I think the church can lose ground on that if we reduce church to a service you attend on a weekly basis, um, and you miss that community. And for years at Church at the Mill, one of the ways we've said it is we want to be a place of new beginnings. That's that whole gospel piece. Mm -hmm. And real relationships. You know, when stuff hits the fan in your life, uh, virtual church doesn't work. And we saw that as we navigated COVID. We actually saw a revival of relationships coming out of that as people thirsted and wanted more than what they could ever be delivered, what could ever be delivered in their life digitally. So for you, you spent a lot of years in student ministry. That's right. And you've done a lot of different roles, even in since your time joining me on, on our team here at Church at the Mill. When you think about connection ministry, why... Why is it vital for large churches that are growing quickly to never stop beating the drum for real community, authentic love? Mm. That's a great question. And what I would say to that is, is uh, we, we have an opportunity to set the tone for folks to uh, really come into a large church setting and to... Uh, be uh, be encouraged in a way that maybe they didn't expect to be encouraged. I often hear one of the things that a new guest will say is, well, I really didn't want to come to a large church. Yeah. And they may have different reasons sure. for that. They may say, well, it was just, it's just too many people or there's no way that I'll be known or yeah. maybe... Um, I'm a face in a crowd. Face in a crowd. Don't know where to go or I'll never know the pastor. And we try to eliminate those concerns. Yeah, and on that last one, you say you're not missing anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's funny you say that. Uh, you and I grew up in I, I grew up in smaller churches. If you're in a church of less than 200, um, community happens rather organically, and that's a good thing. I'm not belittling that. I have a real special place in my heart for small churches. My dad was a small church mm-hmm. pastor, but the larger you grow which is kind of the goal. You know, we want heaven to be big. You know, we, we're not chasing a number at Church at the Mill. We've never set a numeric goal, uh, but we're grateful for every person the Lord sends us, and we do our best to uh, recast them back out into serving the Lord, whether they go to be a part of a church plan or a new campus or a mission trip. Mm-hmm. But 
if you walk into a, a larger context, you better be intentional. That's right. Community doesn't happen organically among large crowds. That's right. When you think about connections at Church at the Mill, and people say to you, I was cautious, I did have reservations. What do you see that helps them overcome that? Like, what's their second statement? Because normally they're getting ready to tell you they're going to give you that but statement. Mm -hmm. I I didn't want to come. It was too large. I was worried. I'd never know the pastor. He'd never know my name. But when I came, what is it they say? Oh, they 100% of the time will say, but when I got here, I realized Mm. that this is where I needed to be. Mm. This is where I, I belonged. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as large as I thought it would be. Yeah, and people know who I am here, mm-hmm. and I believe it's because we have not only caring pastors on staff oh, who yeah. work very hard, but we have a tremendous volunteer team mm. of folks, our yeah. church members who care deeply about connecting with our new new first time guests, yeah. folks who are new on campus. And part of the goal is for them to understand that we're here as a team, as a church, as a group of volunteers to remove all of the obstacles so that people have a clear pathway to the gospel. Mm. So when we connect the gospel to their mission of welcoming new members, Mm. it fires them up Mm -hmm. to meet that gospel priority. So they actually, you know, for for lack of a better term, but also just for repetition, they connect the gospel with connecting with people. And when they realize the two go hand in hand, it creates a culture. That's right. That's very inviting. That is very true. You know, and it and it is important. I know once a year I take some time off. Uh and when I get the opportunity to visit other churches, I always take it. And I'm never more impressed than when I am when I get out of my vehicle and I can tell there's some intentionality um, to engage me. It's that difference between a visitor and a guest. A visitor shows up at your door, you do the best you can, but a guest is expected. You That's know, you exactly set the right. table, use the good good china, you 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 prepare a meal. You know, you don't make a guest a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You you cook something for them to to honor them when you when you think about warmth and genuine love you know people come in all shapes and sizes um and and people show and share love differently mm-hmm. what do you find as a whole people need to know that they're loved mm. what do they need that that the connection ministry focuses on well you know a lot of Folks will come to a church for many different reasons. They're looking for a community. They're looking for a church that preaches the gospel and has exciting worship. They're looking for a place to take their kids where they'll learn about the Lord and they'll grow to walk with the Lord in a safe and clean place. They're looking for a place where they have a sense of belonging and a place where they can find new friends for themselves, a place where maybe they have opportunities to get involved with Bible studies with other folks who are in similar situations and to find a place where they can maybe serve in several of our ministry areas. Hmm. But I believe that one thing that connects and bonds people together, no matter no matter the ethnicity or their religious background, 
the one thing that we have that brings us into unity together as the church, the body of Christ, is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And the gospel transforms. And there's really nothing warmer than knowing that God loves you and yep. he's forgiven you. And therefore, we can extend that to others. Yeah, it's it's really not us loving people. It's his love through us mm. to people. It's, it's impossible, John would say, mm. to love God and to hate your neighbor. That's true. So if you're not welcoming, if you're not warm, if you're not loving, you're not kind, you you, you got a God problem. That's true. You, you don't just have a people problem. You you have a God problem. And it's a gospel issue. It's yeah. a discipleship issue. It really is. I like the way you said that. It's a gospel issue as to whether or not your church is open and kind to those that are around. Um, recently, I was uh, in a conversation with our missions team, and they were just talking about how the world's moving here. And we're not we're never going to take our foot off the gas pedal of missions and going, but but they're coming. That's right. You know they're coming. Um, over ten thousand people moved to this county last year. I've been saying that over and over, virtually every podcast. And and as a church, you know, we have a window of opportunity to do something about it. But we can have our eyes dotted and our T's crossed doctrinally if we don't love people. Then, then uh, n- not only do we n- never earn the opportunity to share, I- I'm not so sure we're really able to communicate the true gospel because who wants a gospel that's absent of genuine love and concern, mm. you know, for people? Mm-hmm. What do you think a church in general needs to do, no matter its size, to always value? the love of God and genuine community because it's it's no surprise and it's 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 not uncommon for churches to throw around words like relationships community authenticity we we know that's how humans uh, are wired that's what makes us tick mm-hmm. um, but it's a whole other thing to walk into a church where you can tell men that this is the culture mm-hmm. there's a uh, you know there's an aroma of redemptive love here. What what must a church do to and and just speak what you've seen as a pastor and, and as a connections pastor who thinks a lot about people's first visit you think about them from the time they peruse our website to the time they join by signing a membership covenant most of those processes are under your leadership and the team you have when you think about what we should do to genuinely show love what comes to your mind. I tell you, you know, I've seen a lot of churches too, and I've heard a lot of testimonies about different church experiences that folks have had as they come into our church membership. I sit and meet with each and every one of them and hear their background and understand their story so that we can learn more about them. And there's so many uh, great stories, but there's also heartbreaking stories that you hear about folks' church experience. And Mm -hmm. some churches have that warmth and that bond together to work together towards the Lord. And then there are some churches that unfortunately and sadly have uh, fighting within and conflict that uh, for whatever reason they are not together on. And And church hurt hits deep. It does. Very deep. Mm -hmm. And it's long-lasting. Yeah. And it takes a lot to build that trust back with another church environment. But the one thing that I would say that helps in our circumstances would be our intentionality towards helping people to understand who they are 
in the body of Christ through our membership process. Mm. Because what we do here is we teach a covenant membership. Mm -hmm. It's an understanding that we don't just attend church. We are the church, and God has a purpose and identity for our Mm -hmm. believers to work together to be involved with accomplishing the purpose and the mission and the vision that God has given us in the Bible for us to do that together. Mm. And when we wrap our minds around the fact that God has given us this great task together as the body of believers to do a mighty work in this day and time, in this community, that empowers us and gives us the strength to move forward together, accomplishing that mission and vision that God has given us, which is not rocket science. No, no, it's not complicated. And I love the way you say, you know, you you connected community to cause. And I think what typically happens in the community camp, in the connection camp is, man, we got to love on each other. We got to love on each other. We got to be together. We got to be together. I heard a great quote the the other day. A guy was talking about men's ministry and I definitely think it's applicable to men, and and he was contrasting the way men and women build relationships. He said, women build relationships eye to eye. You know, we always joke about how our sisters in the faith love to talk. You know, you can go to a women's retreat within 10 minutes. Everybody's best friends. But men build relationships shoulder to shoulder, meaning looking into each other's eyes and talking is not not really what connects men, doing something together. Mm -hmm. You can put two men on a roof and nailing shingles all day. They're going to get to know one, and they put two men digging a hole, two men... Uh, fighting together on a football field, you know, that, that's what binds. And and I, I get the application, but but I also think there's an element of that true of any organization. You know, you, you and I uh, went to college, and the first day I ever went to college, obviously that college meant enough to me to go there. But the day I left with my degree, man, that college meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm because of the four years of experiences together. Mm. And I think, actually, what I would notice about Church at the Mill is that the goal is to honor the Lord and to accomplish His mission. The goal is not simply to love one another. Mm. As you honor the Lord and accomplish His mission, that is the stage for some incredible love. Mm. So we don't love... Uh, so we can go, we love as we're going. That's right. And by getting people mobilized, then some of the greatest relationships they develop are the person they end up teaching third grade girls with or the person they help with on the security team or the person they attend a mission trip with or the person in their small group that prays with them because they have a difficult work decision coming. Mm -hmm. And you add that to next Sunday and the next and then uh, a month of Sundays and then five years, and you don't know where family ends and church begins, so you don't really walk in the door going, but I sure need to connect this week. Mm-hmm. You, you're you already connected. Oh, we see that so many times. We like for people to get connected organically yeah. into the, the opportunities in the church yeah. and how they just naturally fall into place because, you know, one of the things about this is, is it's God's plan. It's His purpose. People are hungry for that. I see a hungry people coming to our church, and they're hungry for the gospel. They're hungry to be what God created them to be and to use what God's given them to use, whatever that is. Yeah. When we can 
join together in that same vision and purpose. Mm-hmm. What unity is there yeah. besides that? Yeah, it's like unity and community. Mm. Those can't be the goal. The goal is the gospel. Mm. And the gospel in you and the gospel in me creates a love for Christ. If I'm loving Christ, I'm going to naturally love you. That's right. If you're loving Christ, you're going to love me. And if we love his mission, we're going to be together. I think that's good. And, you know, just to kind of wrap up our time and connect that to more than ever, I mean, I've not hidden the fact that more than ever is a spiritual journey. It's also a financial journey. I mean, we want families to help us by making a commitment to give above and beyond their tithes and offerings, above and beyond their tithes and offerings, so we can hammer out our debt. Uh, we've got more campuses that we want to open. We've got some uh, campus needs we need to address. But but even the multi-campus v- vision, you know, of our church, where we've sort of laid out in front of these values that we want to be uh, deeply faithful, uh, that that we want to be a remarkably healthy and that we want to be a highly impactful multi-site church. You know, even future campuses, is it's really not about a future address or a future piece of property or a, a building or a renovated storefront. It's future pockets of authentic community mm. where people have connected. People mm. may comment on the beauty of a building or the passion of a worship team, but when you dig deep into people's lives and you ask them about their church, if they are a part of a healthy one, they typically talk about two things. They talk about the way the Word of God is invested in their life, and they talk about the people in their community. So more than ever is not simply about numerical growth. Mm. It's about growing opportunities for people to experience authentic community. And Jared, I'm grateful for you uh, thank you for the opportunity to kind of pick your brain a little bit on what community looks like. Um, it's always a good subject to talk about. Amen. I love it. And thank you so much for having me today. It's been a blessing to sit and talk about these topics. It's near and dear to my heart. And I look forward to connecting with even more people. I know I know it is, brother, and we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. For those of you who tuned in to this podcast more than ever, If you like the content, tune in more. There'll be more to come, and we're grateful for you. If you'd like more information about Church at the Mill, you can find that out at churchatthemill.com. On behalf of Jared, I hope you have a great rest of your day.